bandwidth for changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. You're listening to Spotlight, a show that takes place around big announcements, at conferences, in the hallways, and behind the scenes. It's about getting out and having meaningful conversations with real people in the community. It's Changelog in the Trenches, shining our spotlight. Welcome to our first Spotlight series recorded at OSCON London 2016. I'm Jared Santo, Managing Editor of Changelog. OSCON London's biggest news by far was the launch of the JS Foundation. And I sat down with Chris Borchers, who's the Executive Director of the Foundation, right after the big announcement to learn all about it. Listen in. So I am Chris Borchers. I am the Executive Director of the JS Foundation. And did you want to know, like, where I'm from. Sure, or, yeah, where are you from? Uh, so I live in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um, so just moved there recently, a couple of years ago. Yeah, so you like up, Dallas? Yeah, I love Dallas. Um, lived most of my life in Chicago. Got sick of being cold. Uh, <laughs> Not so. going to get cold in Dallas. No, You're no. You're going to get hot, though. We get really hot, but I can I, I can jump in a pool when it's hot, right? Right. Uh, when it's 15 below, a, you're just stuck in the house. There's nowhere to jump. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, we've been trying to work with you for a long time and put a show together. You've been kind of heads down. What well, we thought you were working on the jQuery Foundation, but the big news of OzCon so far, this has been the, the news, is the launching of a new foundation, which appears to be an umbrella, or you can, you can yep. tell me all the details. Not just the jQuery Foundation now, but as you said, the JS Foundation. Tell us about that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so it's been about, yeah, I think about a year and a half uh, effort to Uh, on the surface, rebrand, rename the jQuery Foundation as the JS Foundation, but uh, like you said, it's, the jQuery Foundation was actually an umbrella as well. We had a number of other projects um, alongside of jQuery, um, uh, about 16 actually. Um, But then with the launch of the JS Foundation, we've we've changed governance, uh, we've changed our membership structure. Okay. are implementing new technical structure uh, in collaboration with the projects. So um, that's not final yet because, like I said, we just since we just announced, um, we yeah. brought in seven new projects, and so we want to work with those 23 projects to kind of finalize that that technical structure, technical yeah. side of the house. Tell us the overarching goal, the mission of the JS Foundation. Like, what's the big picture? What's it trying to accomplish? Sure. So. Uh, this this tagline, I guess, that we've we've come up with is innovate together. We kind of just, in working through a lot of the messaging just in the last few days, came up with that. Um, and really, what we're trying to do is create this uh, focal point or, or center of gravity for open source JavaScript. And so, what we're trying to do is is become the place where if you're looking for open source projects in the JavaScript space, um, or you're you're you have a project that um, either you as an individual need some help, um, it's, it's kind of grown beyond what you expected and now mm-hmm. uh, you need help adding contributors and, and you're approaching that like dreaded burnout, right? Yeah. Um, or if you're an organization that <clears throat> has a project that uh, you want to get other organizations involved in, um, we, we sort of provide that neutral ground for uh, companies to come and work together and contrib- contribute to projects. So yeah. 
so like I said, kind of the, the overarching mission is to, to be this, this central point for open source JavaScript um, and provide a way to bring that, that innovative spirit that's in the JavaScript space where, I mean, we see new projects coming up all the time in different areas from client to cloud right. to IoT. Right. Um, and try to encourage that innovation, but in a place where it's uh, more visible to the entire community so that uh, rather than reinventing the wheel all the time, maybe we find ways to, to contribute to the projects that are there and make yeah. them better and make it a little bit more stable and sustainable so that these projects uh, that companies are uh, building products on top of or developers are, yeah. are depending on to be there will be there for the long term. So the JS Foundation has a lot of large sponsors undoubtedly putting in lots of money to support these projects and all of the ones that the foundation deems suitable for mm -hmm. membership. How does the, what is the disbursement? Like, is it basically like the foundation receives funding and then the foundation disperses that funding as it sees fit or is the funding in support? It's not like, we're not talking about cash for people working on it or are right, we talking no, about no. that? No, no. So we don't, typically we don't um, invest directly in development on our projects. Okay. For the most part, what this money goes toward are, are a number of things. So, I mean, we provide a lot of infrastructure and, and support for the project. So, some of that's donated. Uh, so, we have we'll provide server instances, uh, things like that for for projects, whether they need to stand up a website right. or their CI, CI or yeah. Or, yeah. Um, we provide like uh, testing devices. So, um, if if a project needs a big mobile device uh, testing facility. We'll, right. we'll procure devices and things like that for them. Um, we throw events, so uh, we'll be doing JS Foundation-wide events, and we've been talking about a few different ideas around trying to uh, do a little bit more individualized options as well. So maybe alongside a JS Foundation event, there'll be a JavaScript in IoT event or things like that uh, to give a little bit more focus on on a subset of the projects as well. We do uh, we provide like travel assistance, so we will get a project's committer team together in the same place yeah. um, and give them some time to, to maybe knock out a big release that's coming up, things like that. So that's where a lot of the funds go. I mean, obviously, funds go to uh, support, so like myself, right. um, the people uh, other people that are, that are working for us, um, and all of the stuff that you need to run a business, right? Yeah. So accounting, legal, um, and that's another thing we do. We provide a lot of legal assistance to these projects, so we make sure that they're properly uh, licensing contributions so that both the developer that's contributing to our projects as well as the projects themselves and the people that consume them are properly protected in right. terms of licensing, patents, et cetera. Is that like the scope of the foundation as it stands now or is that moving forward? Because it seems like with the foundation's, I don't know if you want to call it clout, or what you guys can do, what the efforts, I should say, putting into it, and the money coming in from the companies who are benefiting greatly from projects like jQuery, like Webpack, what are some of your other big ones? Uh, I mean, we have everything. So we have Mocha yeah. now, Moment.js. Moment, um, oh, love Moment.js. Yeah. Yeah, shout out um, to that guy. Yeah, and we have a few. So, so those were some of the. So, I guess the seven new ones that we were highlighting. So there was Mocha, Moment, Webpack, which uh -huh. you mentioned. Um, we also have Node Red, 
which is yeah, uh, with an IoT thing, right? Yeah, so it's it's an interesting um, sort of orchestration tool. So it's it's a way to map out your uh, APIs uh, within your application. So it's really popular in in the IoT space, um, yeah. but it it has applications beyond IoT as well. Then we also brought in uh, a project called uh, Interledger.js. Okay. Um, so that's that an interesting new one. So there's this this Interledger protocol which is being worked on um, and promoted by Ripple, um, and it's it's the idea of being able to do payments and and micro payments no matter the currency and across payment huh. uh, providers. That's cool. Um, and it's like a common protocol. And so yeah. Interledger.js is like the JS implementation of that. It's an open source implementation of that. What do you look at for membership? Like, I'm trying to, what's the common bond amongst all these tools? I was going to say because they're very popular and relied upon, but some of these newer ones probably aren't quite that relied upon yet. Right, absolutely. So we're looking to support as much as we can. And there's not necessarily a relationship between our projects. So we're very much an umbrella like the Linux Foundation is. Okay. And so um, I like to compare us to the Linux Foundation just focused on JavaScript, right? So we have all of these independent projects that we we support that, that can work together. There are crossovers in places. There are, some of them do very similar things. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because we're also not really interested in picking winners. We just want to support the projects that both people depend upon now or things that seem uh, innovative or are, are looking to push new standards and things like that that we can support yeah. um, that we think will be good for the web and for application developers in the future. Yeah. So just back to the funding, I mean, what, what I'm stuck on is it seems like we have a lot of these projects that are popular and relied upon and we have a lot of these companies who are forward with, you know, their capital or their, mm -hmm. you know, very... Uh, interested in supporting said things, and there's a lot of it goes around it, but wouldn't like money directly to developers be a great way to like maintain sustainability for some of these projects? Maybe not all of them, but it seems like, I keep thinking about Webpack, because I'm, I'm partial to Webpack, I have a friend that's involved, Sean Larkin, shout yeah. out, Omaha, Nebraska, he's, no, he's in Lincoln. So Sean's the one that, that I worked with to, okay. to, make, this ha to yeah. make this happen. So I think about Sean because he's in. very much trying to find ways that he can, you know, continue to work on Webpack a lot mm -hmm. and find sustainability in that if possible. And Absolutely. so he's looking, I think they joined Open Collect. Yep. We have Kickstarter models, we have Patreon people. Developers are trying different ways of, of funding themselves, sure. you know, directly. And it seems like we've have a, we have a history of corporate sometimes sponsoring a person directly. Mm -hmm. Right, you think of like mm -hmm. Aaron Patterson working on Rails for so long under the employee of AT&T Interactive and then now GitHub, which is great. But at the same time with that, you have, you know, they could put the thumb down because, like, that person's their employee if they wanted to, or they could they could use that as a way of influencing the direction of a project, which is suboptimal in many situations. But it seems like through a middleman of a foundation where you have all these different interested parties helping out and donating or providing funds, and then you have the foundation as the umbrella, and then you have the funding going, you could still have some autonomy. It just seems like a great way of going about, and I'm just curious, like, is that completely outside of your guys' scope, or is it a possibility, or what are your thoughts? So, yeah, I mean, you had a couple of really good points there, So, uh, and we've thought a lot about this. Um, where we fall on this right now, um, so we have done some direct funding of developers in the past, and it, it works. Um, what we found, though, is that sometimes 
when we start paying a developer, especially if we're paying them full time, there's less maybe uh, incentive to to build out a broader committer base, okay. and contributor base, oh, that's because then there's less for them to do, and yeah. so then we may not need to pay them anymore. I never um, saw it from that angle. That's so, and that's not to say that that always, happen, that always right? happens, yeah. but it's a possibility. Um, and so we try to avoid that. We really like the model of some of these member organizations or, or other companies that, that maybe not be maybe aren't our members yet. Right. Um, funding developers that are working on projects. Your point about uh, them potentially having influence over over that is valid. Um, what we try to do is, as the foundation is be the middleman in, in a sense, in that process. Yeah. And so by ensuring that the, the way decisions are made within a project, so the foundation doesn't make technical decisions for a project, but we help them structure how they make those decisions and yeah. who's involved in those decisions. And so one of the, the, the things that we launched when we launched the JS Foundation is this mentorship program. And so what we focus on in that mentorship program are those policies and making sure that a, a project does things like, uh, implements policies like we don't allow uh, more than one third of our committers to be from the same company. Okay. And so even if one company has a third of your committers, as long as your decision process doesn't let them just do what they want, yeah. If that's not what's best for the project, the other two-thirds are going to be able to overrule them. I see. Um, and so that kind of keeps that in check. Yeah. Um, obviously, they can, if there's enough pressure from the organization and they can convince the team to, to do those things, then it's going to get in. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we don't get in the way of that either because it's, it's up to the project to make those decisions. But I think if they're able to, to make the argument, then it's probably a valid change to be yeah. making. So I don't worry too much about uh, over-influence from companies on a project as long as we Apply get those policies in place yeah. and they follow those policies. A lot of nuance, you know? Absolutely. And a lot of careful thinking, it seems like, that you've gone through in order to, like, not create false incentives and yep. to create the middleman in a way that's right, you mm -hmm. know? And there's a lot of things to think about. So I appreciate your efforts in that yeah, regard. For sure. Let's talk about membership real quick, and yeah. then we'll talk about your sponsors. So let's say I have a JS project, and I'm thinking, ooh, that sounds perfect for me. Like, what does the membership process look like? How do I become the next Webpack or the next jQuery to become a JS Foundation member? Okay, so um, just to just to clarify terms. So yeah. so we call those our projects. Okay. Uh, the, the supporting companies, we call They're members. They're the members. So I, yeah, okay. so I, I don't want to, because it's also very much not a pay-to-play model either. So okay. um, we, I like to make sure that that's well, let's clear Let's talk about both well. sides then. Let's okay. talk about projects first. Okay, so, so in terms of projects, so we are um, in the process of finalizing a charter for what we call our technical advisory committee. We were waiting, I think I mentioned this earlier, but we were waiting until we were launched and we had our projects set, at least for now, right. um, to involve them in sort of the final details and, and finalizing that charter. Once that's in place, or even before, I mean, right now it's out on GitHub. Um, so uh, we have a JS Foundation org on GitHub, and okay. it's the TAC repo for technical advisory committee. Um, within there, there is a project lifecycle document, and there's an application in there. And it's literally just 
tell us about your project. Here's what we want to know, yeah. and send a pull request. That's all it is. Um, so it's very similar to so a certain like look and feel that you're looking like. What increases my odds in terms of the way my project looks? Um, nothing. No. So so part of the one of the things we haven't finalized because we were gonna we specifically wanted to leave this to the technical side of the house are the general metrics they're going to follow right. when they admit a project. Um, we didn't want that coming from the business side. Gotcha. Um, so, so we don't have those metrics, but they're going to be, it's going to be, I would say, a pretty low bar because we want to support as much as we can. Yeah. The real limiting factor will be mentors um, and actually having boots on the ground that can go help a project work okay. through the mentorship program. So. We'll be building those as we go as well. So, our hope is that it'll become this cycle of once we've once we've gotten a few projects through, because um, we do have some that we've already assigned mentors, and once they've gone through that process, we can start pulling from those projects as new mentors. Gotcha. And so that'll exponentially increase our number of mentors, and then we can increase the number of projects we can start bringing in. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, in terms of. Uh, what we're looking for, it's there's nothing no in nothing nothing in particular because yeah. we have everything from low-level right. utility libraries like Lodash to yeah like the full ap applications like Node-RED right. to JerryScript yeah like a JavaScript engine for IoT devices. Cool. So, tell me about membership now. You meant you said it's not it's not a pay-to-play model. So. Uh, now these are your sponsors. Yeah. So I wanted to. Yeah. So what I was trying to make sure I separated there was to bring a project in right. or to use any of our projects or contribute to any of our projects. You do not need to be a member. You do not need to give us any money. Okay. Um, How do you do that? So, so the the projects can come from anywhere. Sure. Anybody can come jump in on our projects. So you can okay. go to js.foundation/projects, see all of our projects and find one that interests you. And, yeah. and another part of that mentorship process, um, which we're just starting, so most of the projects won't have it yet, but we will encourage them to have an exact roadmap of how do I get involved, how do I become a committer, how do I work my way up in the project? Mm. Um, because that's something that's usually missing from projects. It's yeah. kind of a, you just kind of have to be around for a while and figure it out. Yeah. And We've found that if you map that out for people, it's a much, much more encouraging environment where they want to stay involved because they know they have something they're working toward. Um, so yeah, so anyone can get involved in a project, contribute to it, use it. Don't have to be a member. Um, obviously, we do encourage, especially companies bringing projects in that they're going to be supporting anyways. It would be great if they also become members. Um, because we do need funding to provide a lot of the things we do and, and work on these initiatives I've been talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of membership, we're open to any organization as well. So okay. if you are a large enterprise organization that has interest in uh, a bunch of our projects and you've got people working on them and yeah. you want to support the foundation, make sure it's around so that those projects are supported, then uh, membership's a great way to do that. Uh, same thing for smaller companies. I mean, if you if you have a smaller organization and you're looking to uh, have a bigger voice in things like standards, so we yeah. do a lot of work. We have representatives at uh, W3C. We have representatives in uh, ECMA TC39. So uh, that's a great way to be 
to get involved that way as well. Um, and there's different pricing structures um, and then different sort of benefits that come along with that. Um, our top level members get a seat on our board of directors. The sort of middle level, it's kind of a uh, one board seat for every five. And so that group of members just kind of decides amongst themselves who will represent them. Yeah. Um, that level is also, so the top level has a flat fee. The middle level is kind of a tiered fee based on your employee size. So okay. we try to make it a little bit fairer so that smaller companies can pay less, larger companies pay a little more. And then we also have an associate level membership, and that's it's free, and it's for nonprofits and academic institutions. Um, so just to give them some recognition for yeah. teaching curriculum that involves our projects or, or getting their students involved in open source, things like that. Let's close with some shout outs because I think these companies that support open source are very important. And I think uh, we like to praise anybody who puts their money where their source is, you know? And sure. so they're like, they are contributing to the sustainability of what we're all trying to do. And so I think that whatever goodwill is coming to them, I think they should have it. So name some of your big members, some of the people that have supported this, the jQuery Foundation first, and now the JS Foundation helping you guys reform it into what it is. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I think I have to start with IBM. I mean, they've been with us for a long time at the jQuery Foundation, and now they're also still supporting us uh, in the JS Foundation. Yeah. Um, our other... Uh, platinum top-level member that, that just came in is Samsung. Um, so okay. uh, they've been a really great partner. They brought in um, the JerryScript project, so that, that JavaScript engine for IoT. Um, so they're looking, they want that under open governance. They want other companies getting involved mm -hmm. um, in kind of driving the direction of that project. So, so those are our two, our two top-level members uh, at this time. And then we have uh, seven silver members, and you're going to make me remember them. <laughs> you don't now. have to. But. Um, no, but I, I should. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's everything. So Boku. Your best. Um, okay. Uh, a lot Boku. of people in, in yeah in the JavaScript world should should know Boku. Um, they've been with us at the jQuery Foundation and and have also come along uh, to the JS Foundation. Uh, uh, SitePen as well. Uh, so SitePen yes. is 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 another uh, company that supports a lot of uh, JavaScript. So they yeah. Yep. So they still support Dojo, and uh, they were uh, in essence running the Dojo Foundation, which um, the jQuery Foundation absorbed about a year back. Um, I recall that. Yeah, and so so SitePen is still on board, um, and then we have Sauce Labs. Okay. Um, so, and they also brought in the Appium project, um, which is uh, really cool for like uh, mobile device automation okay. testing. Is that a cross-platform thing? Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, it runs. Um, it'll do web apps, and then it it'll do native iOS, Android, and hmm. uh, universal Windows platform apps as well. So Neat. I actually saw a really cool demo a while back where they they were actually automating like the calculator on like a Windows 10 like laptop. Really? Um, just just watching it do it. It, it was really cool. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, who else? Uh, we also have Sense Technic. Oh, got some music. They're going to they're <laughs> drown us out here. Uh, Sense Technic okay. is uh, a company that is, uh, I, I believe, I don't want to like misquote their product, but I believe right. they do a cloud-hosted version of Node-RED, which is uh, that project I mentioned earlier that IBM brought in. Right. We also have, uh, I want to say there's another one that's, oh, StackPath. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with them, but. Um, I've seen their name, but I'm not sure what they do. Yeah, so 
So our CDN provider was MaxCDN. Right. Um, MaxCDN was acquired by Stackpath, and so they're they're working on a whole suite of projects. Their first uh, uh, products. Um, their first product is what they're calling Secure CDN, um, which is MaxCDN with uh, some other security things added on top. And so they're still providing our CDN, um, and they're also uh, funding us as well. Um, awesome. Well, let's. I'll stop you there. I'm sure there are plenty more you could mention. <laughs> sure. As you're taxing your brains. Too bad you can't see the booth from over here. Right. They're all on the wall over there, and we're getting drowned out with some music. So closing thoughts, uh, JS Foundation, you know, into the future, like what? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think really we just, like I said earlier, I mean, we want to be... When you think of open source JavaScript, we want you to think of the JS Foundation. The other thing I really want to mention that I hadn't gotten a chance to is that in this process, so I think I mentioned we, we are a Linux uh, Foundation collaborative project. We will be partnering with the Node.js Foundation, okay. which is also a Linux Foundation collaborative project. And so between the Node Foundation and ourselves, uh, the goal there is to have sort of a single voice for JavaScript in those uh, web standards processes, uh, yeah. project mentorship, uh, things like that. So with that partnership, I mean, we want to be the home for open source JavaScript. And so uh, hopefully by having that, that central point, we can continue the amazing innovation that's going on, but uh, also make sure that, that people are aware that that innovation is happening and how they can get involved, how they can be a part of it, um, and then uh, sort of keep pushing JavaScript into new places, um, maybe in a, in, in a way that there's a little less burnout, right? So um, I think we're by, all by for having, a little less burnout. Exactly. Right? So so hopefully we can we if if things are happening in one place, it's a lot easier for people to get involved to keep those projects going. And yeah. Well, Chris, thanks so much for sitting down with us, and I guess enjoy the rest of OSCON. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to our friends at O'Reilly for the awesome working partnership at OSCON London 2016. We'll see you again, OzCon, in 2017 in Austin, Texas. And if you want to save some money on that ticket, if you're going, use the code CHANGELOG20 to save 20% off your registration to OzCon 2017 in Austin, Texas. For more episodes like this, head to changelaw.com spotlight. Click subscribe. Don't miss a show. And thanks for listening.